Welcome to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. In this episode, I chat with small business owner Stephen Krause all about how making sales is more important than marketing and how you just might be holding yourself back by not getting to the selling. Ah, welcome back from your break. I hope you had a very nice break after our great work time together this morning. I am joined by Stephen Krause, our business ownership expert. How are you doing today? I'm good, Megan. How are you? I'm fantastic. Just getting this Monday off to a wonderful start. So glad to have you joining us. And as always, we're here to talk about what it takes to unstick our businesses when we get stuck. And I know we've talked about it before, but you know, there's a lot of times we just default when there's not much to do or we aren't sure we go back to, well, let's look at our sales. Let's look at our numbers. Let's look at, but when you're stuck, it's sometimes hard to know exactly, well, where do I start with that? So I'd love it if you just share some thoughts on, okay, what, what would be great in my sales funnel? How could I take action? You know, when I'm stuck, how could I take action with my sales? Absolutely. And I, I think you're right. I think a lot of times when we, um, it, it, well, even when we're not stuck in general, there's a lot of importance that we should be placing on our funnel. Um, and, and as practitioners, we don't always focus on it as much as we should, but we get stuck around the sales funnel, uh, especially if sales is not our primary uh, expertise mm-hmm. or our gift. Um, we can be passionate about our projects or our products, but we would rather be uh, making widgets, whatever we, mm-hmm. whatever our product is, <clears throat> excuse me, or we'd rather be helping business owners do their accounting or improve their operations or whatever. Um, and, and so a lot of times we actually get stuck around sales and we don't even really think about it because we say, okay, I'm working really hard. Yeah. But are you working really hard on your sales or are you working really hard in the, in the shop? Right. Yeah. And so it's easy to get stuck around sales. And, and especially, like I said earlier, if it's not something that you're gifted at, or it's not your primary focus, or it hasn't been something that you have training on, um, it can be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's, there's a difference between marketing and sales. And that's an important distinction that people need to, uh, really understand, or at least maybe really understand as a stretch, but understand there is a difference between marketing your business and selling product. Okay. And so the first thing we want to do is say, and I think we've talked about this earlier, but my definition of selling is person to person Mm -hmm. for small businesses. It's when a person interacts, it doesn't have to be you and the other person, but when a specific person interacts with your shopping cart, whatever that is, and we can talk about that, that's the sales process. Um, Everything else kind of falls in the marketing process and that's important, but it isn't sales. And, and so, you know, you, you mentioned um, the, the sales funnel and that's uh, the sales funnel is kind of, uh, it combines marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And really it's the very, very bottom of the sales funnel, the spout that is the sales process. Everything else is, is well, in the middle, it depends on your process, your, your own sales or sales and marketing 
organization. But a lot of times, uh, mostly that first one, the awareness category, that's all, all marketing. All marketing. Right? Yeah. All marketing. And now, as you go through qualification, whether the, the and just so, so in case someone's not familiar with the sales funnel, if you can imagine a funnel like a cooking funnel or a, an oil funnel for changing the oil in your car or whatever, um, the top widest portion is, is the awareness portion. And the very bottom is actual sales. What goes on in the middle can vary business to business, but generally speaking, it is qualification, which means whether, whether the customer is self qualifying because they're looking on your website and they're trying to figure out whether or not your product is appropriate for their needs. Yeah. Um, so they're self qualifying or self disqualifying, mm -hmm. which is actually just as good. Yep. Um, we really, we want that qualification, the, the self qualification and the self disqualification to happen as much as possible, as long as it's accurate so that we're spending our personal time on contacts that are really valuable prospects that may really want what we have to offer. So, um, I got a, uh, a cold call this morning for someone who wanted to do, uh, all the advertising and marketing for my one man show. And I'm like, okay, you didn't do a whole lot of work in the qualification category before you started making phone calls. Yeah. And so, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an example of that level of, of, yep. um, marketing. So, um, that's the basic funnel. It's basically awareness, some kind of qualification process, and that can be fairly lengthy or it can be very short. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's this, the actual sales process where someone's communicating with your business, whether they're speaking with you or, or entering, uh, information on a shopping cart, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, where we end up, uh, or when we get stuck around our revenue process and we talk about sales, if we stay focused on sales and we say, okay, we're going to talk about marketing another day. All right. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about getting unstuck from sales. Yep. We're going to make the assumption. There's, there's one of two things that you have to work with. One is an existing customer base. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got the customers you've worked with before or two, you have somebody in your funnel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yep. somebody has gotten to the point in your funnel when they're ready to at least talk to you about making a purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, so what do we do at that point when those people have not what we call converted to customers? Mm -hmm. Right. And so the, the first group of your existing customer base, uh, that that's a group that they've already bought what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So getting unstuck around that group means, and, and, and we may not want to go back to them and say, Hey, you should buy more stuff from me yeah. because that let's face it. Most of us, that does not feel like a good conversation to have. No. Right? <laughs> um, but what we can do that, uh, that, that, um, is, is part of the customer process is engage with them and find out how they're doing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to immediately go to, Hey, I need to make rent. And so you should buy stuff from me. Yeah. 
you know, that sounds, that's, that's a, a lack mentality thing. And it, it comes across as desperate, of course, and on and on. Yeah. But what you can do is say, Hey, two months ago, you bought a pair of tennis shoes from me, or you had me help you do your P and L or whatever. How is that working for you? Did you get what you needed out of the tennis shoes? Are you enjoying them? Did you get what you needed out of the profit and loss statement that we put together? How is that working for you? Do you have any questions? And, uh, you know, you're going to have to obviously make the associations to your own product offering and say, okay, how is that particular product working yeah. in the, in, in the situation that you uh, are in at this moment? So that's the, that's the first thing is touch base with the customers you already have. It doesn't take, that doesn't take a lot of preparation, No. right? You need to know what they bought, <laughs> right? You don't want to just call them and say, Hey, we have you in our database and we oh, thought we'd talk God. to you. No, no. get specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't need to know everything about an account, although most small business owners will know enough about every customer to be able to have a conversation with them. Yeah. All right. If you don't know everything about or enough about your, your specific customers to have a conversation with, you probably don't have a big problem with your sales funnel or you're completely disengaged. One <laughs> of the two, <laughs> one of the two, something else is broken. Something else is not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you don't, if you don't have a problem with your sales funnel, that's not broken, right? That just means that this particular video is not going to be helpful to you. This one's not for you. That's, that is very true. And that's okay. You mm -hmm. know, definitely. I'm sure, uh, we all want feedback on, on why you don't need this video out there who do. So that's the first thing is get in contact with your customers that you've already sold to. And the reason I, I like that one, that that's a go-to just to check in is because you already know them, you have some kind of relationship with them and you have an icebreaker of you already bought stuff yeah. from me. So yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. And you know, if somebody calls me that I've purchased from and wants to talk about how I'm doing, I'm much more likely to stay on the phone with them than somebody who cold calls me and asks me if they want to take over my whole advertising and marketing program. And, you know, I, I'm going to try and get off that call as fast as possible yeah. because they haven't established any relevancy or any relationship or trust. I mean, I'm going to trust my marketing and advertising to who? just somebody <laughs> who calls me. No. So um, and that's not to say that's not something you can outsource, but it's not something that I'm going to outsource to someone who randomly calls. So my point is you already have a relationship with these people. So it's kind of low hanging fruit when it comes to let's get unstuck. And where I was headed with that is if somebody calls me from a company that I've done business with and says, how are you doing? And wants to talk about me and not them, uh, if I have a need, it's going to come up. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a need, I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I'm, I'm doing great with my profit and loss statement. I sent it to my account and everything's cool or my CPA or my tax attorney or whatever the situation was. And it's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, thanks for your help. I'll see you in a quarter or, 
And that's valuable information because that yep. just told you that they need you in a quarter. Mm -hmm. So you can write that down and you can make sure you call them in, you know, two and a half months. Yep. Um, or uh, you might get feedback. You might get, well, you know, that actually didn't work out the way that we had hoped. And we had to take a different, we had to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have gotten that feedback if you hadn't called. Yep. Right. And so the, there, there's two things that are valuable. One, you can learn when you might be valuable. They may turn around and say, Hey, I need three new cameras tomorrow. Can you, can you help? Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, I can, I can help. Uh, or, you know, you may get feedback about your process or your product yep. that is important. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the first thing I would do is touch base with the people you already know and find out where they stand. Yeah. Don't make it about where you stand. Make it about where they stand, where their needs are in their in their place right now, uh, in their business, around whatever you can offer. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, then uh, you can, you know, there's always this this topic of referrals, and uh, I don't know about. The rest of your audience, but I get squirrely when people talk about you should call people and get referrals. That is, again, that's an uncomfortable conversation for me to have. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation is put together a very well constructed referral program that is benign, and we're not, we won't talk about how to do that specific thing. Yeah. But but that's going to take some work. It takes work around your industry and around your um, your customer base. If you're working with people who are, um, uh, let's say you're you're a, a practitioner, maybe you're a, a therapist. Yeah. Referring therapists, you know, that means yeah. that I'm referring someone who's working on my brain to somebody who I know, and that's pretty personal, right? Yeah. Uh, so. You know, there are considerations based on your industry and based on the relationship that you have with your customers and their expectations, right? And you have to take, that doesn't mean that any of those things can't be worked around, but it takes a little bit of thought to make a program that is, like I said, it's it's got to be customer benign, customer benign um, preferably beneficial because yeah. what's in it for them? Why should I do the work for your marketing um, you know, and, and that's something that you can work on. Um, and, and so that's another avenue that you can take with your existing customers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, you can throw out, uh, you know, there's the, the easy ones, which are email your database and say, Hey, we've got 50% off on this product this day. Um, so someday we'll try to squeeze in the relevancy of discounts to, to getting stuck and unstuck yeah. because I would love to talk about that because I'm absolutely opposed to discounting, um, in 99.9% .9 of the applications that it's used. So anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> another day. On that. but, um, uh, but stepping away from that now. So the second thing we talked about earlier on is the idea that I've got a few people in my funnel, but I don't have a relationship with them, right? These aren't customers yet. Well, that's where the real work of sales comes, right? That's the, how do you convert somebody who's interested, 
mm-hmm. to somebody who's purchasing something from you. Yep. And there, there's tons of training out there on that. And, and that, you know, we won't focus on, on the specifics of how to become an effective salesperson. I don't want to say a good salesperson, but an effective salesperson matches the customer needs with the company's product offering in a, in an authentic way that works for both parties. Okay. Um, when I think of a good salesperson, that's somebody who's selling me something I don't need. (laughs) They they get to twist that. (laughs) Right. And for, for a week, I'm super excited about having whatever it is that I'm never going to use again. again. (laughs) Uh, And that's a great salesperson, but, um, but not really long-term, that's not a healthy relationship to build with customers. Uh, and so we don't want to really rely on having somebody who can really move product versus somebody who can move product and get it into the hands of people who really need it. Yeah. Um, because when you go back, when you call those customers three months from now, because they're customers, and now you can use that first technique that we talked about, mm-hmm. they're not going to be super happy with you. Right. Not great. So, <laughs> yeah. So we want to, we want to find out, okay, we've got these prospects. How do we match our product to their requirements? Well, the first thing is curiosity, right? We have to figure out what they, what, why haven't they already bought? They're in our funnel. Why haven't they already filled out a shopping cart or made an appointment? And so that comes back to yet another conversation and what the, the media that's appropriate, that's totally up to you and your business, right? Is that an email? Is that a phone call? Um, you know, in this day and age, is that a text message or a, uh, you know, something on, a uh, a tweet, I, you know, you have to make that determination for your own business, Mm -hmm. but I want to be very careful. And I want to say this very clearly, not to your own comfort level. That's not part of the equation. Your comfort level needs to be, you need to work on that as a separate thing, but you need to use the communication channel that is working for your customer, not for your, I don't really like talking to people on the phone, so I'm going to send an email because that's the quick and dirty way to do it, yep. right? And that is, that's the, the, the easy one, right? Yep. We all yep. send emails so that we don't have to talk to humans, but humans buy products. E- emails don't buy products. Yep. So, so the, the question is, how do you get the information that, that helps you convert people in your funnel? Why haven't they purchased? And for our, for our discussion, let's just say we give them a phone call, mm-hmm. you know, we call them up and we, but, but before we do that, we have meaningful curiosity ready to move forward. So we're going to say, okay, um, you know, uh, we, we want to know why they haven't, uh, started, uh, using, let's go back to our, uh, uh, tennis shoe analogy, right? They, why haven't they purchased our shoes? So, um, you know, were you looking at our shoes for running or were you looking at our shoes for, uh, uh, working out in the gym or were you working or are you looking at them for hiking? Mm-hmm. Right. So rather than immediately go to what can I do to get you to fill out a shopping cart, mm-hmm. approach it with curiosity and say, 
you know, were you looking at these shoes for X? Mm -hmm. Did you need a profit and loss statement for Y? You know, do you need it because you're selling your business? Do you need it because you have a tax problem? Do you need it because you just want to review it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so instead of approaching these these um, and, and one thing that people will you'll hear this is is they'll call and say, what questions can I answer for you? That puts the work and 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 the thought process on the customer. If I knew what questions I wanted you to answer, I would call you mm -hmm. or I would Google them or mm -hmm. I would look on your website. Yeah. So if you call me, I'm going to be like, well, uh, I don't know. And that you might prompt something and I'm, we might have a discussion, but, but the results you're going to get when you take the action are going to be better. And so you say, what it, here's my question for you that's very targeted and allows you to provide a specific answer about your needs. Again, it goes back to, this is not about me as a, uh, a provider. This is about you as a customer. And we're not stupid, right? <laughs> when, a, when a provider calls you, they are trying to get you to buy something. Now, whether that's a courtesy call and they expect to buy, if it's a realtor and they don't expect you to buy a house every time they send you a newsletter, right? But the whole engagement or, you know, in the case of realtors, that can be years that they're trying to maintain and, and foster that relationship because people buy houses every, what, three to five years or whatever the statistic is. Yep. So. So that's, you know, their nurturing process is going to be, you know, involve a, a very long uh, time frame. Um, but again, that goes, it's, it's what is it about the customer, not about you as a provider? Get the information. So we're, we're, we're pulling information in. How are we doing on? We've got a few minutes. Okay. Yeah, we're so we're pulling information in to uh, get, uh, you know, to close the gap and basically kind of go through the, the qualification process, whatever piece of it that wasn't done automatically yep. by our website, by a survey, by whatever. Now we have to get in and do that. The, the rest of that qualification process personally. And then when they say, okay, you know, here's, I was looking at them for running. Well, it don't go into, well, these are great running shoes. Yeah. What do you like in a running shoe? Yeah. Right. Okay. So again, it just goes back to curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. What is best for the customer? And then they say, well, I like running shoes that have good art support. I don't, I know nothing about running shoes, but... <laughs> I'm yeah. throwing that out there, but I, just for an example, I, I like good art support yeah. and, um, and so you say, okay, well, you know, that's one of the things our shoes not good at. So you don't have to admit that to the customer. You can ask a different question. You know, do you like shoes with Velcro or lace up shoes? Yeah. You know what? And, and get a little bit of data. And then if you're not a good fit, 
do this have a recommendation for a shoe that will work for them? Yep. That's huge for trust. Yep. And and in this case where it's a, a shoe, you know, that's one example. But if, for example, somebody is is talking to me and and they say, well, I really feel like I need to be more efficient. Well, I'm all about efficiency. I'm an operations guy. So, but we start talking more and more and really their problem is sales. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'll help you make your sales process more efficient if that's not the right thing to do. I'm going to say, hey, I I know a team that can help you Mm -hmm. with sales. Mm -hmm. Or if they come across and they're saying all of these things and they think it's efficiency or that's the word they're using, but really they need a branding package, then I say, okay, I would love to work with you, but what you really need right now is a branding package and I've got some some contacts that can help you with that. Yeah. So, so, you know, sometimes we have to have referrals we can make and just say, all right, you need to go over here and, mm-hmm. and talk to them for a couple of reasons. One, it builds trust. Two, it builds uh, relationships with other providers who can send business your way. And three, it prevents a dissatisfied customer because if someone comes to me and they want a branding package, they are not going to go home happy, right? Not because right it's place. not what I do. Nope. It's not what I do. Nope. So. No. I think. Uh, no, we're, you have any we are right. That was that? beautiful right at the end of time. I, you know, for our members who are watching live on replay, as you can tell, sales is a, it, it, the actual sales part of it, like you said, at the bottom of that funnel is a very unique niche to focus on. It's not the marketing piece. It's that very important piece of actually making the sale. And so I love that you gave, you know, just gave us a couple of ways to think about it. Like who do I already have? Who's there, but not, you know, not qualified or not disqualified. They're just sitting there. And those are great ways to, to, to bring some action into, okay, I'm stuck, but what do I do? So, you know, great advice. Um, yeah, for our members watching live on replay, if you are someone who is stuck in your business in the operation side or just wanting to talk through to find out, hey, is Steve my human or do I need a sales? Do I need a branding? Connect with Steve through the experts page, grab a mentor session with him and just see, you know, where can you get yourself unstuck in your business just through talking because that actually is a really big help for a lot of people. And Steve, we thank you so much for joining us every Monday and bringing all your wisdom to us. And we look forward to hearing from you next week. My pleasure, Megan. Thanks for having me. Yeah.